0: for sure for sure
1: for sure 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 Welcome to another episode of For Sure, a 200-foot podcast. I'm Peter.
2: And I'm very excited to be here, Jay.
1: Yeah, absolutely. We are both excited because it is almost playoff time. Which means that our favorite team will have uh, a nice long break to get to, to rest <laughs> up for next season, uh, since they have a zero percent chance of making the playoffs. But we are going to talk about teams that have a greater than zero percent chance of making the playoffs. Uh, some of them one hundred percent. There's there's still a battle. There's still a battle going on as we record this, with three teams in the East that are fighting for two spots. So it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. So here before we before we take a, a look at the at the playoff picture and do our predictions based on how the matchups look uh, today as we're recording this on Saturday, March 30th. Jay, what are you looking forward to most in the playoffs this year?
2: Well, um, as I wish this was something that could be continued throughout the entirety of the playoffs, but obviously it's physically impossible because the uh, ability to have almost every game at your disposal, that's what I love the most about uh, about playoff hockey because it you know like one game ends and then another starts. It's great. It's like it's kind of like our own little March madness in in, in a sense, but am um, I, 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 I'm, I'm looking once again forward to that feeling of being able to have you know a couple of playoff matchups to, to easily uh, satisfy my psychotic and obsessive behavior uh, with the sport. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, uh, what, what, I guess what I'm looking for out of the playoffs is, uh, a little more a consistency from, uh, the standpoint of m- maybe some, uh, officiating and, uh, I don't know, maybe, maybe reviews. I, 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 sh- I'm, I'm struggling to remember if, if last year was like any glaring problem with, um, you know, uh, either missed calls or bad calls or anything like that. I think for the most part, they're, they're still good. So my recurring thing is I would like the officiating to still remain very up to snuff and not ridiculous. But, you know, it's already going to be ridiculous because, as you know, Pete, the second the regular season ends, the refs put away one rule book and then they go to secret war room in the heart of. Toronto. And, and just, just like in the hunt for red October, you got to get your first commander's key and then you take your key and then you unlock the window and then boom, there's the special special playoff rule book that they get to call the (laughs) stuff from. So you
1: know, yeah, <laughs> I mean, I mean, there's a little known fact uh, that's only known to hockey insiders. And after interviewing a lot of them, you know, we we've kind of we we got a little bit of a peek behind the curtain for some of these uh, the, the, these rituals that, that are, are uh, arcane to the, the average fan. And um, most people don't know, but I. Uh, they have to do a special uh, installation into the dressing room for the officials in the playoffs, where it's basically like the uh, the equivalent of the old Roman vomitorium, uh, huh. where after each playoff game, they have to vomit up the whistle that they have swallowed so that they have room to swallow the whistle for the next game that they officiate. So now, you know.
2: It's right here the For Sure Podcast. Come for the Red October references. Stay for the vomitoriums. <laughs> yeah, that's and what, it, if we're you like. were
1: wondering what that rainbow was flying over your head just now. <laughs>
2: <laughs> do, 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 no,
1: very very good. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah
2: the, I, I, you know what I would also like to see, Pete? I want. I know this is selfish. And and, and I'm gonna say it anyway. I want someone to bounce Washington in the first round just, just so we could get this whole stupid narrative of a, will the returning champs get to win it again? I think the league of parody has completely supplanted um, a- a- any, and all sense and wisdom. So uh, I-, I think we're at this point where having a new winner every year is uh, much more preferable to uh, the wrong dynasty taking over. We, mm. we, we, we nipped the bud with, <laughs> <laughs> we were able to stop Pittsburgh from going three in a row. Cause that would have been insufferable for the next decade. So uh, I would, I, I would want uh, what I'm looking for out of these playoffs. Peter is a new champion, preferably somebody who is either a drought or, or, a, or a completely unexpected team to, uh, to, to, to do it. So yeah, so that's what I'm looking for now. I mean, I could think of other stuff, but this is a two man show. So what are you looking for from this uh, wonderful playoff season?
1: Well, I am. There's a couple thing. There's a couple things I'm looking forward to. I'm looking for the possibility of some very interesting matchups. Unfortunately, probably before they sh- they they should happen. At least for most of these. So, one thing that I think would just be hilarious. We talked about this before. Would be the Islanders beating Toronto in a seven game series series, the way that it's shaping up right now, that couldn't happen until the Eastern conference final. Uh, we'll talk a little bit later, uh, not too much later about how the playoff picture is currently shaping up, but it looks pretty much like, I mean, the Islanders and Pittsburgh are pretty much locked into that two, three battle in the Metro. And, Toronto is pretty much locked into the two, three battle in the Atlantic. So like I said, the earliest that could happen would be the Eastern conference final. There's no way it could happen earlier unless something crazy happens. Um, I don't even know if that's possible, but that would be, that would be obviously pretty interesting. Um, I think playoff hockey at Nassau Coliseum is going to be absolutely incredible. Um, I live close enough that if I can get a ticket without having to sell a major organ, I uh, <laughs> I, 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 I might make that journey, but I think uh, in in the uh, in the Western Conference, and again we'll talk about this a little bit later. But San Jose and Vegas—that is going to be one hell of a series. Right now, I think that's either guaranteed or as close to a guarantee as it could be to be a first round series, and that that's going to be incredible. Um, other than that, i I am hoping that the announcement from Justin Williams the other day that there will be no. After after their game against Washington, there will be no more storm surges this season, regardless of the result. I'm hoping he uh, left out the word regular season because I'm still holding out hope that we can get a massive storm yeah. surge. No, um, no, no. You would imagine that if they won the Stanley Cup, they would have to, they would kind of just maybe do an <laughs> impromptu one. Um, I mean, obviously, it would have to be at home, but yeah, I mean, I oh. I, I would sorry, love Peter, to see that. Uh, yeah,
2: sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Quick editor's note: It's yeah. no longer the Nassau Coliseum. It's the NYCB Live home of the Nassau Veterans Memorial Com- Coliseum. So I just uh, wanted to make sure we have the Nassau Coliseum is dead. The NYCB Live home of the Nassau Veterans Memorial Com- Coliseum lives. So, okay. There well, go.
1: I I, say, I, <laughs> I I I sit corrected. Okay. Um, all right. So so without further ado, let's just uh, take a look at this first round. So what we're get, what we're doing is we are looking at the playoff matchups as they appear today, March 30th on Saturday. Now, we are recording this part of the show before any games start today. So obviously, this could look a little different. But what I did is I went to HockeyViz.com to Micah, uh, for, you know, former uh, and future for sure guest Micah Blake McCurdy. I went to his site because he has probabilities for the first round matchups and so there's a couple like basically carolina columbus and montreal are all locked in a struggle two out of those three teams are going to be in the playoffs and one will not be and right now it's looking like the one that will not be is montreal but that could change even by the time you listen to this so what we're going to do is we're going to go through uh we're going to go through the matchups and at least for this round, let's talk. Or, or at least for this time through, we're going to talk about what we think is going to happen. Um, oh man! What? <laughs> <laughs>
2: no, I just, as opposed to our usual setup of what we think is going to happen if both teams are bitten by radioactive spiders. Those are always my favorite.
1: Yes, favorite or, ways to go about it. Or, or, or if one team is a spider that's bitten by a radioactive pig.
2: Oh.
1: Like Spider Ham in
2: ha- Ham It Up, Spider Man.
1: Spider-Man. Uh, what's it called? Oh my god, I can't remember the name. <laughs> into the Spider Verse.
2: Into the Into the Spider Verse. Yes, right.
1: that is a fantastic movie.
2: Yes. Okay. So ground rule set. We yeah. will talk about what we think is going to happen. Okay. For first, a big shout out to Micah. Thank you for creating a situation where Pete and I actually have something to to talk about. But then, even then, like you said. Games could happen and then everything we talk about could be for naught. So I look forward to revising each and every single thing we say today.
1: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> definitely the closest the closest ones uh, to being changed are definitely, you know, Columbus and Carolina. Like right now, it's Tampa versus Columbus, Washington versus Carolina. That could easily flip flop or Montreal could replace one of those two teams in either location, uh, either against Tampa or against Washington. Um, so that's going to be interesting because, like, especially for, for Washington, playing either Carolina, Columbus or Montreal, like those are three really different teams. And it's going to be interesting. interesting. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how it works out. So um, I guess let's start off uh, in the Atlantic. So right now. Like I said, Tampa has already won the president's trophy. Um, I think they won it about 18 episodes ago. They are playing <laughs> uh, as of right now, they're playing Columbus in the first round and Boston would be playing Toronto. Boston would have home ice advantage. All right. So what do you think is going to happen in those two matchups?
2: Um, how best to describe this? Okay. Starting Tampa Bay and the blue jackets. If that is indeed your real name, uh, that matchup I want you to I want you to think for a moment where you know it's like it's like Elrond and, and the and the kingdoms of man thinking they're fighting they're beating the orcs, then all of a sudden like the cloud the clouds gather and like blot out the sun and then everybody turns around and there's Sauron. That's what that matchup's going to be. <laughs> it's like like Columbus is gonna be like, Oh yeah, everything's great. Wait, what's behind us? And there's Tampa with the giant. Yeah hammer, hammer ax just go whack, whack. So, um, I, 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 remember the, uh, I remember when the wings played the, the blue jackets and that was like, that was a, that was a, probably a very, one of the more competitive sweeps I've ever seen in my life. But so what we could have here is a competitive sweep, but I don't, I don't, I don't see Columbus being able to withstand anything that, that Tampa is going to, to throw in and, 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 and whatnot. So I'm, I'm of the mind that that first round is going to be that that sort like if that's the matchup we already know who's coming out of that one. Sure. Um Boston Toronto. Oh jeez Pete. What a what what to want, what to hope for? <laughs> Cuz you know, there's that I I just would love for us to have another it was 4 one uh reenactment. It it would just be really funny and just I, I could just imagine all of the the sweet, sweet takes to be to be had from another situation where Toronto could could have closed it out, but but there's Boston just running around like they do. Um but uh I I think that one is easily at least going six in in favor of uh I, I think Toronto finally gets gets the the Marshand shaped monkey off their back. I think that's I think Boston will put up a valiant fight. I just, I don't know. This, this, it's, it's like a trap series, Pete, because like, oh, Toronto's been, oh, they just been, oh, they just been struggling. This, this is the classic scenario where that team flips a switch and then all of a sudden they are locked in, and then Boston will just be like, oh, we, we, we weren't ready. So, so yeah, that's that's what I think out of out of those two. What, what is what is your what is your gut telling you?
1: Well, I mean, like you said, the the, the, uh, the Tampa Bay series, it would be a shock if it's anything other than Tampa Bay in either four or five games. And I think what I think would actually be really interesting is if it works out where Tampa Bay ends up playing Carolina in the first round instead of Columbus. I think that that could be a really interesting series. Ooh. I would still heavily bet on tampa bay winning but yeah um, yeah I, I i think i think tampa bay is coming out of that regardless but then on the other side we have boston and toronto and i think that could that's probably going to shape up to be the best first round series in my opinion and i think that's pretty uh, you know i don't think that's i don't think that's a crazy opinion um yeah i, I wait a second you know, I, I think noted no, <laughs> says noted crazy opinion have repeat, right? That's... Yeah, you, you know me. I mean, I'm always shooting off yeah. the mouth. Um, <laughs> but I, I think that I mean, I, I mean, you have to favor Boston, but when Toronto gets going, they can just be so dominant, you know, like you were talking about. So I think I, I'm still going Boston, I'm still going Boston. I think it's going to be Tampa okay. Bay, Boston. Um, okay, so. So let's go over to the metro. So we have Washington versus Carolina and the Islanders versus Pittsburgh. Um, so I'll take this one first. I am going to go with the Islanders over Pittsburgh, um, because I think that the this is a this is a pretty even matchup. Um, but I think that the Islanders have played very well this year against uh top teams, teams that have been. Dominant in the past, like they played very well against Toronto, uh, although I know Toronto hasn't been dominant in the past recently, but, you know, they have a stacked forward lineup um, and a lot of people expected that the Islanders would not be able to keep up with that and, and they did. So I'm going to go with the Islanders over Pittsburgh. Uh, I think the deciding factor is going to be uh, home ice advantage because right now the Islanders have it and. Like I said before, the building formerly known as an Coliseum is because I'm not going (laughs) to remember that whole other thing is 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 an incredible place to watch a a hockey game when the crowd is into it. And the playoffs are, you know, that place can get incredibly loud. So I think that's going to be a lot of fun. Washington versus Carolina. I think I think that's going to be interesting because I think that that could be one of the big upsets. I do think Carolina has the ability to, to take that and I'm going to go out in a limit. I'm going to predict that Carolina is going to beat the Washington capitals in the first round.
2: That's what I'm talking about. All right, what about you? That, that is what I'm talking about. Um, I, I totally agree with you on the Islanders, uh, Pen- penguins front. I think, I think the Islanders have tapped into whatever secret scorned by John Tavares energy that, that I think everybody wanted them to tap into. So, <laughs> um, I, I am very happy with the sight of the Islanders uh, shutting the door on uh, giant flailing axe swinging Evgeny Malkin this year. That's that's that's. I think that's pretty fun, um, so I, I, I'm I'm very on board for that. Um, yeah, I think you're right. I think I think Carolina is going to take advantage of a, a mostly hungover but still probably functioning. Washington Capitals team and uh, and 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 kind of shock everybody. I would, I Pete in 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 lieu of a uh, Stanley Cup win, if they can't get there, if they could clap Washington off the ice, I don't know. Maybe 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 there's no reason to play the rest of the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, be- beating beating Washington at home in the first round, clapping off the Stanley Cup champs. I mean, that would that would just be the greatest troll job in the history of mankind, and then. And then, and then we get to watch uh, uh, Don Cherry just uh, spontaneously combust. And then, and then, and then, and then, it, when that happens, it's uh, it's it's when uh, it's like when Genie got set free, Ron McClain, like his shackles get get like disappear, and he's like, "I'm free!" Mm-hmm. And then he's gonna go travel, now. And then Ron McClain can go travel the world. Yeah. So, um. So that that's that's very exciting. So I, I'm I'm all about that prospect.
1: Cool. So so let's take a look at the West. Or actually, well, Do you want to? Do you want to finish off the East, or do you want to do the West first and come back?
0: Yeah, let's yeah, let's let's
2: see what's out west. Okay. Why not? All
1: right, so in the West, uh, going all the way out west in the Pacific, we have Calgary versus Colorado and San Jose versus Vegas. So, what are your thoughts on those two matchups?
2: I really like the Vegas uh, Sharks matchup. I think that one will be a lot of fun because the I think the the Golden Knights are. It, is it weird to think of the Golden Knights as kind of like a hockey Benjamin button right now? You know, like they're <laughs> like, like they have like they have the type of veteran veteran, like experience so early in their, in their, in their youth and career, like, and, and, and they're just like trying to find their, their legs still, which is pretty funny. I mean, it's not like they have to try that hard. I mean, they're, they're already going back to the playoffs for the second consecutive year of their existence. So, um, so that's pretty cool. But um I think, uh, you know, if we're, if the sharks are looking to once again, matter, that is, that is Vegas is a tremendous first chest for them to, to go for. So I, I, I think that'll be a really fun, um, um fun series. And then, and then we all get to cry because we'll probably get to see Gus Nyko score some goals in the playoffs. Yeah. So that's, so, so that'll be fun. Um, as far as Calgary, Colorado, Calgary, please, for the love of God, just end it. <laughs> just end it. I, I, I'm all team Calgary in that matchup because, um, Hey, uh, there's absolutely nothing I would want more than to experience yet another playoff disappointment for the Colorado avalanche. Um, I don't know if anybody was watching last night, but, uh, the Red Wings called up, uh, Chris Chelios's son, Jake, and, uh, to prepare for, for that, the uh, pregame show and broadcast had a lot of uh, Chris Chelios retrospectives. And most notably, uh, uh, part of the rehash of his career was um, the Game 7 of the Western Conference Finals in 2002, where we retired Patrick Waugh for the second time. So and any and all uh, tributes or uh, impressions of, of doing that to the Avalanche, I am all on board for. So uh, I think it's going to be uh Calgary uh over Colorado. I think I think Vegas is gonna beat San Jose, but that one's that one's gonna be like it's gonna be fun because it's gonna I think that's just a high highfalutin shootout. I, I don't think those are gonna be low scoring yeah. games. I think you know they're the, the we're we're looking at like four three, five four just that's there's just a lot of firepower there. So that's
1: also what what do you think? Also the um I do have to point out that in the uh, in the, in the game last night, there was a graphic on the screen for Chris Chelios, where it said yeah. NHL defenseman 1894 to 2010, and like um, somebody somebody retweeted that and said 116 years of the NHL, he had a good run. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: Is it- <laughs> it's it's almost like Vigo from Ghostbusters too. It's just like, wow, it, like 100, 109 he hung in there, <laughs> and he didn't die of old age either. <laughs> it was basically, oh, you got called up by the Atlanta Thrashers. Don't really have it anymore. Time to pack her up. So I mean,
1: yeah, <laughs> I mean, like I've always had the opinion that if you're gonna make a mistake, you should make it hilarious.
2: Yeah, um, yeah. His his was that was just, oh. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Um all right so I'm I'm going to go uh, again Calgary Calgary is an easy pick here although every year there's at least one or there seems to be at least one big upset in the first round and I mean that would be a crazy upset but it could happen but I'm going to go with Calgary and I'm going to go with San Jose over Vegas um I think I think I think some of some of the magic that Vegas had last year has vanished a little bit like the career of uh David Copperfield and Although I, I think they are still still more relevant than he at this point. Um, <laughs> all right, so then, then let's move to the central. So we have Winnipeg versus Dallas, Nashville versus St. Louis. We are setting up again for another second round series between Winnipeg and Nashville, uh, which, again, is fantastic because that could be uh, a Western Conference final that we get in the second round. Yay, NHL. So um, <laughs> I don't I mean, uh, this is tough because. I don't really see Dallas giving Winnipeg a run for their money. I see Winnipeg winning that relatively easily. The other one I think could be closer. I do think St. Louis has a chance. And since I always want to go with the status quo, I am going to mix it up again. I'm going to pull a George Costanza, do the opposite of what I think, and I am going to go with St. Louis (laughs) over Nashville in the first round. What about you in the central?
2: just I just feel like I'm giving them the kiss of death by agreeing, but you know what? <laughs> um, uh, Mac Macandu had a phenomenal tweet last night uh, regarding the St. Louis Blues when they clinched. Because I guess uh, the, the NHL tweeted out this graphic by uh, saying that, like, like St. Louis is one of the few teams who, like, held like the thirty-first seat overall. Uh, They're like one of the very few teams to hold that anytime after New Year's, and then and then rebound to uh <laughs> to to make the yeah. playoffs and like the way the way he said it it's like that's the way he's going to refer to to each and every uh, uh uh like oh hey how's your you know how, how's your workout going uh, yeah he, he says i'm going to start using held the number 31 seat in the standings as a euphemism for all the things i'm the oh yeah i saw that at.
1: one <laughs> so
2: <laughs> so congrats to down goes around for giving uh, everyone a, a brand new thing hey uh, so uh how's uh How's that competitive bicycle riding? Ah, I'm holding down the number (laughs) thirty, the number thirty-one seat. So um, I think, I Pete, this that is one of. St. Louis is my team that I want to win, win it all, and and this will obviously be their biggest and most uh, toughest uh, hurdle because obviously Nashville is nothing to, nothing to be. uh, What's the word? Oh, relieved about so, uh, but just there's something happening with St. Louis where, you know, you just got that scrappy energy. Yeah. Right. It's, it's, it's time to, to buy into whatever's happening. They're playing with house money. They they think they are probably even not supposed to be in the first place. I think that'd be really funny. I think that'd be really cool. And, um, you know, it's, it's sad to have, uh, PK Subban not in the playoffs, uh, for an extended amount of time, but, uh, Screw it! I, I, St. Louis is my uh, has been my for the last two years. Um, my sleeper, just you know what? Because again, Pete, hockey is the one sport where I, I think they manifested the idi- the the axiom of all you have to do is get in and you have a chance. And because St. Louis is in, I automatically am down for them being being some world beaters and stuff. So, um, that, that's fun there. I, I, I also completely agree about Winnipeg Dallas. I think that'll be a nice, <laughs> it'll be a nice warm up because as, as, as we stipulated in an earlier episode, Pete, the Winnipeg Jets did the strange, uh, uh, strategy of telling Patrick line not to score a bunch of goals in the regular <laughs> season. <laughs> so, so then when the regular season is done, we will now see uh, Patrick line, assume his next, uh, his next form. And, um, you know that it'll it'll be a fun one, but uh, you know, unless uh, for some reason there's, I don't know, a horse horse crap, uh, uh, motivation could play a factor in Dallas being, uh, may, maybe a more formidable foe. But um, I just think, I mean, it I just think Winnipeg is finding their stride at the at the right time to. You know, hey, we, we figured some stuff out. We're solid right now. We're not blowing everybody away, so maybe they're not drawing too much attention, which will give them the the better advantage. And and Pete, think about this: you announced the Western Conference. How fun is it that you didn't have to say the word Chicago uh, it, in that statement? It was Isn't absolutely
1: fantastic. All <laughs> right, so so we're coming up on a half hour here. So um, what we're gonna do is we're gonna we're gonna do the rest of it a little bit quicker. So um, basically, let's just take. Uh, each of us will say who we think is going to win in the or, you know, play in the Eastern Conference final and then win that. Uh, and then, ba- you know, basically like the rest of the playoffs, you know, what's going to happen there. So so sure. I'll, I'll go first. I'm going to go I'm going to go with Tampa over Boston in the second round. I'm going to go with Carolina over the Islanders in the second round, although th- that's going to be a fantastic series if if it happens. Um, and yeah. I'm going to go Tampa. In the Eastern Conference Final out West, uh, I'll go Calgary over San Jose and I'll go Winnipeg over St. Louis and I'm going to go Winnipeg beating Calgary and coming out and playing Tampa and George Costanza it. I'm going to say Winnipeg is your Stanley Cup champion this year. Oh, cool. I mean, I mean, I I really honestly think Tampa (laughs) was going to win the whole thing, but at the same time. Yeah. A lot of times the team that, that, that wins the regular season, that wins the president's trophy doesn't win. So I'm going to I'm going to stick with that. I'm going to go with Winnipeg uh, over Tampa. In I mean, that would be a, an incredible Stanley Cup final, regardless of who wins. So.
2: Yeah, yeah, I, that's that's very true. Um, well, uh, I'm, I'm putting Tampa in the Eastern Conference final. I'm going to put the is it possible for them to play the Islanders? In, in the sure. uh, in the conference final is that yeah is that a thing that can happen? Okay, so I I think your Eastern Conference final is going to be Tampa and 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 the Isles. Um, I think your I think it's going to be uh, the same. It's going to be Calgary over San Jose, but I'm going to switch it up. It's going to be um you know Winnipeg and St Louis with St Louis winning. So uh, it's going to be a Calgary St Louis Western Conference final with St Louis doing the improbable by. Uh, doing a flying V and scoring a game-winning goal with like ten seconds left, so I think the Cup final is going to be in the two hottest hockey hotbeds. It's going to be a Tampa-St. Louis final. Tampa's going to win, but you know, just it's going to continue the great tradition of St. Louis getting to Cup finals but not <laughs> winning Cup, cup finals. <laughs> <No point. laughs> yeah. So, like you said, Pete, it, it it's Saturday. There's still a handful of games that could jockey position, and and we could be, you know, we could be talking about a a Toronto Dallas final. Who knows? Uh, so there's uh, plenty to to look forward to to have these final days, um, solidify some things, and then, and then after that, Pete, it's just we have to watch, right? There's only like, who cares what we think, right? Like, we, we, this is just our humble mm. opinions and thoughts. I'm just, I just want the real life things to happen so that we can either be right or be incredibly wrong. (laughs) Exactly. All right. So
1: we are going to, um, we're going to stop there and we are going to, uh, play the interview with Scott Cullen for you. Uh, so we'll see you on the other side of that. So our guest for this episode is Scott Cullen. He is coming back after seven months. Uh was his first time. Um, seven months ago, he came on, and we had a fantastic interview. So I'm sure this is going to be uh, just as good. Just to make sure that we don't forget to say this later, um, you can follow him on Twitter at ByScottCullen. So, Scott, how are you doing tonight? I'm great. How are you guys? We are doing fantastic. It's, uh, <laughs> <next> <laughs> here. It's quiet, to it's you're quiet as <laughs> we Yeah. Yeah. um we're doing great pete uh
2: you're you're under the weather um i I, am really excited about uh those of us who are obsessed with continuity because right now you sound very different and uh we're we're, for those listening i'm sure they're going to do their their charlie day impression of drawing of drawing the strings um what's what's the first thing we'd love to ask our good our good returning host today
1: returning host yeah, yeah, are, are, are I, I said it me?
2: because. Oh well, you know it, it, we. Scott and I wanted to break it to you, <laughs> kind, of, kind of slow. So man, um, but uh, yes, for our yes for yes, I of course I meant our returning champion here, as Pete loves to refer to our guests because because <laughs> that's what we do here. Anybody that comes on is a champion. <laughs>
1: okay. Alright, Scott, so uh since the last time we talked to you, um you have uh you you have you've changed uh, platforms, you are now uh writing for the athletic, you're contributing to the athletic, um for analytics, rankings, fantasy advice, et cetera. Um, so what's it like changing from one uh publisher to another?
0: Uh it's definitely a change. Um when you know, when you work at a place as long as I did at T S N um, you know, for the better part of 17 years, you get used to, um, kind of the routine at that one place. And, um, and now as I've embarked on, um, I guess with a, a freelance writing, uh, career at the moment that, um, you know, the, these new outlets, uh, kind of have different, uh, tastes. And so when I write for the athletic, you know, they're, they're, Pretty free in in terms of you know if you want to write two thousand words you can write two thousand words and, and it was it was funny the the, the first article I wrote for them um, that you know I, I hadn't I hadn't really written anything I guess for a month uh, between the time I left uh, TSN and then and then started writing for the Athletic and so I had a lot of words stored up inside oh, yeah. and so I I had I had like you know it was just one. A fantasy hockey article, but I threw about twenty five hundred words on it. And I, <laughs> I kind of apo- I apologized as I sent it. And I said, "Look, I'm sorry. That you know, I'm I'm used to churning out you know, sometimes sometimes ten thousand words in a week. Uh, that all of a sudden to to really have had none go out for a month, I was uh, kind of bursting at the seams there. But <laughs> but the athletic has been very good about um, you know if you go long, they're fine with you going long. Like and, and and the readers seem to you know they respond to that too is that if you you really have that a lot of stuff you want to share that they're they're good about uh, doing that and then now I also uh, write for NHL.com I do the uh, uh, behind the numbers there uh, every week and I mean and it's and it's great and and it's uh, interesting but they also they run a much tighter uh, kind of ship editorially like they they have you know, word counts that they're. You know, I mean, it's not strict down to the word, but um, you know, they 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 don't go two thousand words on on an article, and uh, and so you have to kind of learn how to be economical with your language and and kind of say as much as you can in the space you're allotted, uh, and and that's new to me. You know, you know, between TSN and the Athletic, those are kind of places that I had kind of free reign to write uh, as long or short as as I wanted to, and so. Um, it's been uh, kind of a new experience with angel.com but um and, and you have to you know, when you're writing for you have to get used to i guess in, in the way that you know you might be able to speculate about things um you know writing for another outlet or or, or be as critical as you might be for another outlet you may not necessarily be for for um but you, know, you go into that, you know, with your eyes open. I, I don't think you, you show up at uh, to write articles dot com and expect that you're going to slam NHL teams, you know, left <laughs> and right about about what they're what they're doing, and, and you know, because they'll get phone calls about it. Like that's, I, I think that's um, that's part of the deal. Is, is that when it's the league site, you know, teams in the league kind of expect a certain way of, uh, that stories are going to be written, and that, so that's you know, but all like all these experiences that are, that are kind of new and different for me. And, and, um, I appreciate it cause I'm learning a lot, you know, there, there's something to be, to be said for, um, you know, changing your, changing your path, um, and getting these new experiences. And so, um, I, I've appreciated, you know, both the athletic and HL.com and I've, um, I've seen on my Twitter, I do some writing for a site called monkey knife dot com um radio it's a site that does sports prop betting um and so you know a few times a week i will i will write articles and i'll you know send out a a tweet every day or two um about you know, you know maybe make these picks tonight or uh, you know some tips on on some stats and trends that i've uh come across but um you know that that's kind of all new and different and and overall it's been fun i i I, I've, I've enjoyed all of these different experiences.
1: There's, there's still, there's, uh, there's three teams in the East that are, you know, pretty close to each other. I guess Montreal has the hardest uh, road to get into the playoffs, but you have Car- Carolina and Columbus, right? So, just assuming if the playoffs ended the way that they are today, you know, if the playoffs started today, what do you think is going to happen in the playoffs? Like, who do you think is coming out of the East? Coming out of the West, etc.
0: I, I'm interested to see whether uh, a team like Carolina, or I mean, even Columbus. I think Columbus. Um, you know, it's really strange to me how you know they made these additions at the trade deadline, and and should be um, much better. But most of these guys aren't contributing a whole lot, um, at least not up to expectations. And, and I, so I look at kind of the talent on Columbus, and I think you know they're better than a team that could end up being you know the second wild card team in the East. Um, and so. You know, if, uh, you know, if you're one of the, the teams that wins your division and you end up with, with Columbus in the first round, I don't think that's going to be an easy touch. And, um, you know, again, this is a team that doesn't have a ton of, uh, playoff experience or at least not success. Um, but I, I think talent wise that, uh, you know, I mean, look, they were, they had, they had the, the capitals on the ropes last year, you know, in game three, they were up two games to none and, um, into overtime in game three, like. You know one bounce and, and you know our our whole memory of the two thousand and nineteen playoff or two thousand and eighteen playoffs goes completely differently so um i th- I think you know that that's sort of what I'm looking at it, at the eastern Conference playoffs is that these teams that maybe aren't uh aren't at the the top of the standings they might be able to make some noise um but as I say this you know I think everybody's kind of chasing Tampa Bay.
2: So, um, so uh, Scotty, if you dealing with the unholy meat grinder that is Tampa, that's it's like you said, <laughs> it's it it is what it is with with the Eastern Conference. It's pretty much just like you know, like if I'm if I'm writing the hockey night intro right now for like the start of the playoffs, it's just like in one conference you have absolutely no idea who's going to who's going to come out of it and then in the other conference it's been decided for the last three months so <laughs> yeah. like so you know shifting over to the to the west conference i'm uh you know, I, I i'm encouraged by uh the fact that uh, we get to say the western conference and talk about the western conference and that the words chicago blackhawks aren't aren't obligatory things to say during that conversation. So it's kind of, it's kind of a new world among us right now. So with, so with the perennial uh, uh, outdoor game, uh, that so deserved team no longer playing, you know, is like, like is, I, I guess my, my hope out of the Western conference is just ever, is all eight teams just being completely magical and, and, and not exactly, you know, it's it basically whoever comes out of there, you know, it's going to be, you know, rub your monkey paws, light your candles, pray to whichever God you worship, and just maybe you can get at least six games against Tampa. But, you know, what, what are you seeing out of the, the Western Conference? And, you know, has anything surprised you from that from from that side of the, the of the of the league? And and, uh, you know, obviously with your knife fight stuff, I mean, there's obviously a plethora of things to to, to, to prop that on uh, out there.
0: Yeah, well, you know, the the Western Conference um you know, I mean for years and years the the Western Conference has has been the um I guess the more powerful uh, side of the the league and I, I think, you know, the balance has probably shifted now. Um and, and and so when you look at, you know, the the top teams in the West, I, I don't have the, you know, the feeling of dominance right now that I did um say when you look at uh, Tampa Bay or or even say Boston when when they're going really well. Um you know, there, there have been kind of more ups and downs. And, I mean, look, in some cases it could just be um, injuries. Like the Winnipeg Jets, I, I think, you know, are still a very good team. But, um, you know, if Josh Morrissey doesn't make it back, and I know Dustin Buffalo's just getting back into the lineup, like, you know, when you, when you start missing, you know, significant defensemen, I mean, there are some teams who kind of – They they make it through those uh, stretches when you're missing a couple of top four defensemen, but I think you know it's it's been a battle for Winnipeg and it's been a battle for Toronto, uh, missing a couple of their top defensemen, and um, you know there are some teams that are kind of I guess better equipped to handle that, Um, and so you know I think Winnipeg can be a good team, but I'm you know I think it it depends on health. Uh, I guess if I'm uh, you know if I'm looking at the West, the team that I, I. seem to like the best as we speak today i think is nashville um and i know they haven't you know been consistently great all year i think you know Kyle Turris has um hasn't had a great year for them even pk suban i don't think has had a great year for them and and but you know the, there are enough guys who are having good years for them that if you know pk Subban kind of returns to form for the playoffs or Kyle Turris returns to form for the playoffs well then you know then you might really have something and that could be enough to um to get out of the western conference and and so i i look at nashville and, and i think that they're really good uh st louis i mean uh, they're riding you know kind of a miracle goaltender and and not in and not that they don't have um a solid team like i if you look back say the, the year that uh, andrew hammond Carried the Ottawa Senators to the playoffs and um, the burglar (laughs) And, and in such an unexpected way, but like Ottawa, you know, they were getting outshot by a bunch, but Hammond was just kind of playing out of his mind. And, um, but like St. Louis isn't to that degree, you know, like they've, they kind of the middle of the road in terms of uh, shots and scoring chances and so on, but they've got. You know, Jordan Bennington comes in and is, is you know stopping ninety three percent of the shots. And <laughs> you know, when you have a goalie stopping ninety three percent of the shots, the game is a whole <laughs> lot different. And, and so, um, you know, can you count on that continuing if you're the Blues? I mean, it, it, it's it's certainly not impossible. You know, we've had all kinds of. Um, you know goalies without a huge track record who can go on a a good playoff run uh but it's also the kind you know when it feels like you're walking on a high wire when you're riding those kind of percentages right that um the moment um you know it it wouldn't take much for it to kind of fall off and all of a sudden um you know all of a sudden they're not getting this this goaltending that gives them a huge advantage and, and maybe they're easier to knock out at that point but um I mean, and, and so that's kind of what I look at in the Central. But if you if you flip over to the Pacific Division, I think the, the goaltending is a massive question over there. Like Calgary leads the Pacific Division, um, but I don't know that you know you look at David Riddick or Mike Smith and think, oh yeah, those guys definitely uh, can do the job. I mean, I think Riddick um, you know has been the better of the two, but doesn't have a huge track record, uh, and certainly none in the playoffs for you to. Uh, to be confident that, that he, he can lead them. And then San Jose, who has this really strong team, um, has been getting abysmal goals in it. And, you know, we're, we're sort of at this stage that, you know, they're, they're going to start Martin Jones, I presume, but I think he's going to be on a super short leash. Yeah. And, 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 and even if like, and so, okay, they go from Martin Jones to Aaron Dell. Well, I don't think, you know, Dell has had <laughs> such a season okay. that you would go, well, then, then they've got, they've got it solved by going to Aaron Dell. And so, I, 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 you know, that goaltending could undermine the whole thing for the Sharks. And, you know, I mean, if we kind of presume that, um, you know, that they get healthy, you know, like if Eric Carlson makes it back for the playoffs, and you know, that might be a little optimistic given how many how many games he's missed. But he 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 claimed he will be ready for the playoffs, um, and I know Pavelski's been hurt lately. But you know, if you, if you look at the Sharks at full strength, like that's a powerhouse team. But it's a powerhouse team that is kind of, you know. Dealing with goaltenders who stop you know, under ninety percent of the shots, and that's uh, the kind of thing that can cost you. And, and so, like Vegas, uh, who has you know, been playing better lately, um, you know, their advantage could be goaltending if marc Andre Fleury is healthy. Because, and, it, and this is, you know, I've you know, said this a few times over the past few weeks, and it sounds, you know, so strange to talk about. Well, marc Andre Fleury could be the advantage for a team in the playoffs because for years in Pittsburgh, he was, you know, he was costing the Penguins um, in the postseason, but. Uh, I think, you know, given how how well Fleury played for the um, for the Golden Knights last year, uh, he might be he might give them the advantage to get out of the Pacific. But you know, so as you go through the the list of the of these kind of top teams in the West, none of them stand out as oh, they're absolutely the favorite in the same way that Tampa Bay is in the East. And so the, the, I just don't think there's a real surprise if if any of those teams um, if if kind of things broke right for them that they could come out of the West.
1: Yeah, I mean San Jose kind of has uh a similar thing to to Washington with their goaltending last year, except both both mm-hmm. goaltender positions are worse than Washington. You know mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yep. Jones is definitely worse than Holpe, and Dell is probably definitely worse than Grubauer. So um but yeah, so I wanted to I wanted to change gears a little bit. Um and I wanted to ask you kind of like more like a fun question. So I'm guessing you saw this um on Twitter um with we have uh, you know March Madness going on, college basketball, and so yeah. as a result of that, everybody loves doing brackets, and a whole bunch of brackets sprung up. and And one of the more interesting ones um, was um, the first annual because people asked for a worst hockey media, media bracket, two thousand nineteen. <laughs> And I yeah. just, so now, obviously <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to ask you to, you know, talk about the people on this list, but I just thought it was like, I, I was looking for your name just because you're, you know, you're a pretty well-known I, hockey I, writer.
0: I, I was really, I was really disappointed that I didn't make the, uh. Release. Yeah. Yeah. Cause, cause that was <laughs> going to be
1: my question. Like, are you, are you glad that like, I mean, no. for example, number 16 in, in the first round going up against Don Cherry was Jeff Merrick. And I was like, it, it, like if anybody votes for jeff merrick they're a cop like like who doesn't like yeah, jeff they're... merrick you know <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you know you know some of these ones i just thought i was like come on um <laughs> but, but no like like so you look at that and you're like come on like somebody has to hate me somebody has to think i'm, I'm bad at what i do or whatever
0: <laughs> oh yeah i i have no doubt that if i if i was on there there would be some people Vote for me, like that. I, I, I get a, a certain segment of of hockey fans. Well, I mean, look, it's a certain segment of hockey fans who don't like uh, who don't like using analytics. Oh, right? yeah, like yeah. that's like I, I've and and you know, like I, I've had. Um, I mean, like I've been I've been at this for uh, a long enough period of time that you know I'll, I'll get somebody who complains about you know the something. I look, I wrote an article called "Statistically Speaking." I mean. <laughs> it's going to have numbers believe it and and and, but i mean i'll get people who you know who want to tell me that hockey isn't all about the numbers etc etc and i mean i get it Uh, it it is not it is not all about the numbers but you know if that's what my focus is and that's what i'm writing about um you know don't don't, uh don't expect me to change um kind of that that aspect of what i'm writing and so and so there yeah there'll be fans who, who don't necessarily like that uh um, that part of it, but uh, yeah, I, I I got a kick actually out of that bracket. I saw it pretty early that that first night that it got posted on on Twitter, and uh, and so yeah, that's uh, I think it's a great idea. It's fun.
2: <laughs> I always uh, when that bracket popped up, I, I was like, Can you. Can you imagine if there was a parallel dimension where it ha- where that bracket had the-, the marketing push that the NHL brackets had? <laughs> bracket <laughs> challenge? You know, like hey, there's a commercial break between you know the between NCIS or uh, or like even SNL, right? Which <laughs> is like all right, oh, yeah. the list is out. It's like these like caricatures of, of everybody just like going at and Like go to NHL.com/slash/media throwdown.
0: <laughs> for well, your and, share and, of and,
2: sixteen grand. Yeah, and,
0: and, to, and to hear the uh, you know the blurb that they give for each one about you know why they might be the worst, uh, hockey writer. <laughs> you know. oh, oh lordy! <laughs> he, he, he made up a story about hot dogs and Phil Kessel. And, uh, <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh man! I think he's still in it. You know, I, yeah, I, I, I would imagine. I I, I I don't
0: recall the the seating exactly, but I have to assume he's the top seed. yeah he was yeah
2: oh beautiful um uh uh, scott i wanted to uh to ask you about um just your overall thoughts on where like i know this is like a touchy subject for 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 everybody but you know we we've seen the um you know and, and again feel free to go minimal on this uh, it's it's whatever because it's always such a weird subject anyway but like you know the the there's some curious decisions coming out of the department of player safety and uh pete and i were, were kind of remarking that it's like wow it's almost like if you have goon in charge of the department of player safety this is what you get so you know is there like i don't know it, from from what you've seen and how it's uh you know I, I you know i don't know if it's affecting the game like bigly but the weird thing is out of all of this crap someone writes this really big you know like puff piece for for Tom Wilson. like oh look he hasn't injured a player in in 20 games paragon of humanity (laughs) right so you know like is this is this something to keep an eye on still if there you know if there was like one position in the NHL machine that maybe is looking like change is coming it, like is you'd have to think well, it's this right or or is this kind of a you know hey they're still trying to figure it out
0: I, uh, I i mean one i would say anytime you're writing an article about you know this player hasn't hurt a player in you know 20 games like that that <laughs> yeah. that that's due to age badly because you yeah. know and, and whether it's tom wilson or radko gutis or you know pick pick your guy who who lives on the edge um you know that a 20 game sample is is not uh, you know enough reason to be uh, you know keeping praise on on a player for you know for not taking out someone's brain, and, and yeah. so yeah. I and, and so I look at um, you know and I, I know why they have a, a guy like George Frazier. I mean, like guys like Chris Pronger and Stefan Cantal have uh, you know have done this job, and they're guys who you know have racked up plenty of penalty minutes in their in their careers. Um, but I, I wonder if the if the position would be different if you know if you put Mark Savard there, and you know, not that I'm lobbying for Mark Savard to have the job, but pick a guy like that, Some, somebody who has had their career uh, cut short by a, a headshot, and you know, see see what they have to say when it comes time to, um, and, and even if they're not the you know the one uh, person who who makes the decision, but what you know, give them a voice in uh, in what kind of punishment should go to you know the Tom Wilson's of the world and and see, see what happens like I and, and I know that there's you know, they've got com- competing um, priorities when you know you want they they might want to suspend guys 10 and 12 games at a time but they get uh, pushed back from the owners and so then they have to you know work work it back the other way but I, I think if they are you know really concerned about player safety um, you know having having somebody who um, has been a victim rather than a perpetrator, uh, might, might help in, in terms of sentencing. That's, that's my, uh, I guess, you know, from, from a distance view on it is that, you know, when you keep getting, uh, the guys like Cantal and Pronger and Perros, well, these are the guys who, who have been, you know, breaking the rules more, more often than not. And, you know, like Perros, I don't think anyone looks at George Perros's career and thinks, "Wow, well, that guy was, you know, a, a really dirty player. You know, because he he seemed like an upstanding guy for what he was. You know, he was a fighter, um, and and I don't I don't have any you know long lasting memories of him doing stuff that was terribly egregious. Um, but you know, no no one was you know taking headshots at six foot six George Paros. You know that that wasn't really something he had to worry himself about. And and so and I mean what Pronger is the same. now he he still ended up with concussions. Uh, but you know, I, I, I consider Pronger <laughs> as much perpetrator as victim. If you go over the, the length of his career, you know, he uh, uh, he played hard and and you know, certainly crossed the line a few times. And, and so I, I think it, w- it would be interesting if if they ever got to that point. But I also I, I kind of feel like the league has you know they don't necessarily have an appetite to um, you know to start giving out harsh suspensions it's like at the moment they they do it um you know they end up with pushback from from other uh entities in the league and that uh that always seems to win out
1: yeah because i mean we talked to uh two episodes ago we we had uh we talked to daniel Carcello, and you know there's a player who obviously caused Mm -hmm. a lot of injuries in his career but he has obviously had a complete change of heart and you know change of mindset about it so you know it's not that players like that can't do a good job in that position it's just when when we see decisions that don't seem to be the the way that we think they should go it's it's kind of easy thing to look at so you know it, it, it almost seems like it's more of like a PR problem for the NHL like why don't they you know like I don't know. It just kind of looks bad, even if it would have been the same decision with another person in charge, I guess. But um, all right. So uh, we're going to wrap up in a second. I'm just going to ask one more question to finish up. So um, I remembered uh, getting ready for the interview. I remember that you had a a website that you write on. um, I guess I guess I should say at this point, based on the number of posts recently, periodically. (laughs) Right. And but the last one that you wrote was uh, about your favorite reads of 2018. Oh, yeah. And I was going through, because, you know, I'm always interested to see what people are reading. And, um, like, for example, um, there's a really great article that you, you listed uh, about an oral history of Rounders, which is <laughs> one, of my favorite, one of my favorite movies, and it was nice to see it get some love hey, on there. Him. So, hey, Hey, Kim. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. mommy, yes. now, oh, <laughs> oh no! Now, now that I, I'm going to have to listen to JD with his mouth in the impression for like the next four weeks, um, he's just going to leave me voicemails. No, uh,
2: no, I'm just going to, I'm just going to, I'm just going to uh... Amazon Prime you payload <laughs> like full pallets of Oreos. You <laughs> that's the only, that's <laughs> the only, that's the only impression you'll 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 get consistently after this recording. Oh, oh, oh br- beautiful. Oh, okay. Thank you, thank you.
1: So anyway, so, um, you know, obviously the people, you know, the people we have on the show, you know, we have them on because they have uh, a connection to hockey, obviously, in, in some way. But I'm always interested in, in outside things, too. So if for some reason we were in, as Jay likes to say periodically, a parallel universe, an alternate dimension, if you will, where you ho- maybe hockey didn't exist or you didn't write about hockey, et cetera. What do you think you would be asked to be? Um, like what kind of, what kind of topic would you be asked to be a podcast guest about? <laughs> that's, a, that's a good question. <laughs> Cause, Cause I'm not that interesting. That hockey.
0: <laughs> no, um, yeah, well, but, I, but I, I guess here, here's what I, I would say is that, you know, if hockey wasn't a thing for me, all of the time that I've devoted into hockey would get devoted into something else. Uh, and it could be, it right. could be movies. Like, I, I mean, I, I love, um, I love movies and, and, um, uh, but yeah, yeah. What would I be a podcast guest about other than hockey? Nothing <laughs> being a parent, maybe. I don't know. That's, uh, th- those are the, the things that kind of uh, take up my time. But if, if you were, uh, yeah, if, it, if I, you know, hockey for whatever reason, wasn't, uh, uh, a thing for me, like I, I've, I've always liked the idea of, um, you know, writing for movies, uh, or I guess, you know, net net in the the modern world, whether you could write a, a Netflix TV series or something like that. Like I, I turned my attention to something like that. Um, and, you know, and, and I know that, you know, as I'm saying this, that, you know, I'm, I'm miles away from, from ever doing something like that because, um, you know, the, the writing I do for hockey is not nearly as creative as, uh, what is required to, you know, to do that kind of writing, but, you know, we're, we're talking about a parallel universe where, you know, where I'm not writing about hockey and, and if, yeah. and, and if, you know, I, I, you know, put in years and years writing, you know, creatively, um, you know, I, I, I'd, I'd be interested to, to do that. Like it, it, the funny thing is when I, when I first came out of university and, you know, really couldn't get a sports writing job because, you know, my, my economics degree didn't exactly have newspapers all excited about my, uh, my writing prospects um, is I, I worked in um, kind of finance roles for movie companies here in, in Canada, and like so, uh, okay. Cineplex, uh, which is a big you know, film distributor up here, um, Lionsgate Films, which you mm-hmm. know produces a, a bunch of things, and, and then Alliance Atlantis Film, which is another Canadian company. But like so, when I you know I worked for these uh, companies in finance, and you know you're kind of tangentially related to the entertainment industry at that point. You know, you're, you're, you're seeing kind of expenses for, you know, this movie project that you've actually heard of. And, um, you know, you've, you've sent checks to, you know, people who are showing up in the Academy Awards and things like that. So, you know, there's a, a there was enough kind of early on that I, I was, I'm interested in the movie industry, but you know I'm not as interested as I am in hockey. And so ho- hockey won out and I'm, uh, you know, I'm not complaining about it, but, uh, that that would probably be where I would kind of turn my interest is in, to in, in movies or of entertainment in some way.
2: Well, lucky for you, Scott, uh, uh, Peter and I get into philosophical film discussions all the freaking time. So if there was ever a time we were going to workshop this parallel universe, we we probably yeah. we could probably make that happen here. Um,
0: yeah, there you go. Well,
2: yeah. Again, I'm I, I'm really glad you, again Cineplex. That's like Gosh, it's a name I hadn't heard in like a long time. So, so now, so my head's now my head's buzzing. So I appreciate the, the, the prompt <laughs> to, to, to further think of the, I, I'd like the literally the logo is burned into my brain right now. So <laughs> when you said Cineplex, I was like, oh my god, that's that's exactly what it looked like. Holy crap. Um yeah. Well, uh we've once again reached uh, the end of one of our fine little chats here. Um I, I did wanna ask one tiny question. Which exotic locale can we expect you to wear our fine apparel <laughs> next? Yeah, that's
0: uh, <laughs> I uh you know it was funny when uh we uh my family went on, on vacation, we left on uh trade deadline day on uh um uh, the 25th. And then so I'm on the plane and I, and I've got Wi-Fi, and I'm still kind of keeping track of all the moves as, as they're happening. Uh, but yes, you know, one of, one of the t-shirts I, I, threw in my bag was my, uh, was for your podcast. And so then I thought, all right, well, I'm going to, um, get a, get a shot of, uh, you know, at the beach with, with my, uh, uh, with my shirt on. And, and so, yeah, we were in, uh, you know, Puerto Vallarta in, in Mexico. Um, and it was awesome, it was, you know, cause in, in, in Toronto at that time it was freezing and there were like two snowstorms that, that week. And, oh. uh, and it was, uh, you know, I, I, okay, I'm going to have to do calculations for you for, uh, for Fahrenheit. I guess it was probably, it was probably about eight, <laughs> 80 to 85, oh, yeah. uh, every day, every day and, and sunny. And, uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was it was definitely a a fun a fun trek and, and I, I I had uh, I had a bit of a laugh when I when I pulled out that shirt and thought all right I'm gonna throw this up on Twitter and uh, thought you guys might appreciate it.
2: <laughs> oh, oh yeah, greatly appreciate. We it. Yeah. are again. We are forever grateful that uh, now we can we can actually say Pete with certainty. We are worldwide.
0: So that's yeah, that's right. Big- well, you can see you can say you made it over the wall. Yeah. <laughs> yeah oh yeah oh and and with that
2: trite little political jab we have to uh r- r- wrap up our fun little interview here uh pete um w- would you like to remind our uh, listeners once again where you can find the the majesty and wonder that is uh, mr scott cohen
1: yeah so like we said before obviously you can read his writing at the athletic um and on twitter he is at by scott cullen oh scotty thank so we both get no, the same. it's the same at the same
2: time we're, we're now, yeah. now speaking as one thank uh scotty thank you so much for coming out yeah. and um you know we'll uh we'll be looking forward to uh the, the next time which okay so setting the class seven months from now we look forward to you accepting best picture oscar for the, the life <laughs> and time of
0: yeah, yeah. Everything <laughs> here, so. looking forward to that too. thanks a lot for having me guys
1: All right. So, thanks again to Scott Collin for that uh, incredible interview. Um, second time on the show, we'll, uh, we'll we'll see when he breaks into the three time club. Uh, I'm still so probably wrong. Yeah,
2: we're, we're getting our ja- we're getting the jackets made up as we speak. It's going to be a lot of fun to pa- to pass those out. And uh, I don't know. I just I really hope you guys like uh, like the 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 sheer. Um, Members only jackets made popular in the eighties. I'm very excited about. I'm very excited about that.
1: For our last segment of today, we are going to talk about an idea that's been floating around online. It's it's not really a new idea. It's been done in in some other leagues, and uh, it's been proposed, or I don't know, about seriously proposed, but it's been talked about in the NHL for some time uh, as a way to fix the playoff structure. Um, so basically, what it would be is that the top seeds. Um, so for example, like the top three seeds in each conference would be able to pick their opponent from the bottom four, because obviously the fourth seed would just get whoever's left over. So what we're going to do is we're going to take a look, um, Jay, do you, do you have a preference for which conference you're going to pick? Uh,
2: I would like to, uh, I would like to take the East if that's, if that's okay. Okay.
1: Sure. Yeah. So Jay will take the East. I'm going to take the West. And what we'll do is uh, we would kind of run down through how we think that this would look, you know, if we were, you know, if we were Tampa Bay and we had the first choice, which of the four teams would we take, et cetera. Um, So we'll just run down how we think that would work um, and what matchups that would that would make and and if that would seem to be a better way to do it than uh, having Boston and Toronto, two of the top, probably five teams in the NHL play in the first round. Uh, so, <laughs> all right, Jay, so here, so here's a rundown. So basically you're going to have, uh, if we're going by points now, obviously you could say that the division winner, well, you, you know what, just because even if they did do something like this, they probably wouldn't Take away the ability of the division winner to technically be the second seed, so what we'll do is we'll in the east we'll do Tampa first, Washington second, even though right now Boston has more points, but we'll do Tampa, Washington, then Boston, and then the leftover team would be as of right now, I guess it would actually be the Toronto Maple Leafs because they are tied with the Islanders for points right now, but they have more, um, regulation or overtime mm, wins. Those
2: sweet, sweet ROWs.
1: Exactly. So Just
2: injected into my veins. Those ROWs.
1: So Jay, since, since Tampa Bay is a top seed in the East, they would get the first choice under this format. So what, what do you think they would do? Who do you think that they would pick in the first round?
2: I don't, when it comes to Tampa, I don't think it matters who, who, who they chose uh, in terms of competitiveness, I would think that maybe they choose someone that is geographically so simple so as to make this first round course, this appetizer, this hors d'oeuvre, as it were, series to be as uh, quick and painless as possible. So I think Tampa picks Carolina uh, a very, uh, very geographically close place so that you're not traveling too much. You're It's free and easy. Um, and... It would be really funny because uh, I like I always like pairing like things, you know, because you know, like how Doc Emmerich likes to pair the things to like things. Where, so let's assume for a moment that like, you know, like uh, like the pa- what's a good example? Oh, okay. So let's say the, the 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 coyotes versus the predators, right? It's like predators, coyotes, animals, right? <laughs> yeah. So like this, I like lightning hurricanes like they both can happen at the same time in real life so I like, yeah, like i like
1: very that. very frightening
2: <laughs> yeah so uh yeah so I think I think Tampa t- takes the 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 path of least resistance but but that's funny too because like I said the hockeys hockeys all about the second you get in you're suddenly uh, imbued with special superhero hockey powers that allow you to okay. give teams of scare to their soul <laughs> so um yeah so Tampa takes Carolina um so next up is Washington, correct? Yep. Okay, so if I'm Washington, I want to win the Stanley Cup. So because Carolina's already off the board, I think uh Washington takes Columbus, taking advantage of their really, really weird everything that's happened to them <laughs> because they loaded up and 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 if I, I think Pete, if the Columbus Blue Jackets wanna won a playoff series, I think they instantly become scary. I just think they're. I think they're just so discombobulated right now. It's, it's just really tough to, um to, to gauge them. Yeah. So if, if uh, I think if Washington wants to uh, stifle any and all uh, create creative outbursts from Columbus, um, they'll, they'll want to take advantage of them being out of sorts right now. So I think Washington picks Columbus and then, and Pete, given the way that the picks have gone just now, that literally means everything else is set because Boston can't pick Toronto at the start there. So, uh, your remaining matchups are going to be Boston Islanders. And then, and then Toronto will play the Penguins. So, um, I'm, I'm thinking that that would be pretty fun. You have, I think a Leafs Penguins matchup would actually be like a lot, a lot, a lot of fun. It's just like kind of a warm up like, Hey, kids in the backyard type thing. So, um, Yeah, yeah. so if I'm the Eastern Conference and I somehow was given the chance to pick like that, um, that's the way I think that could be picked out. Now, if we're talking, Pete, like let's say this actually gets adopted, how this is actually presented, you know, is it like a, you know, hey, like the GMs or the coaches are in like a secret room and they get called out and they're like, today, the Tampa Bay Lightning select. Carolina as our first opponent and everybody claps and like Carolina's in the audience and they stand up and everybody's congratulating them. Congratulations. You're going to your doom. Congratulations. You're going to your doom.
1: (laughs) So, so that would be Tampa versus Carolina. That would be Washington versus Columbus, Boston versus the Islanders and Toronto versus Pittsburgh. So if, uh, if the seeds held, we would get a second round with Tampa, Tampa Bay and Toronto and a second round of Washington versus Boston. That would be, that would be pretty fun. Um, not a huge change. Um, Basically the, the top two teams would just flip who they're playing, but right. You know, that could actually end up happening. Um, And I I mean, the, the, the biggest change would be the bottom instead of Boston, Toronto, you get Boston, New York, and then Toronto versus Pittsburgh. So if they, you know, so, you know, Toronto could still play Boston, but it would actually be in the Eastern conference finals, which would be interesting. All right. So going out West, we have, if we're doing it the same way, we would have Calgary would pick first, Uh, Winnipeg would pick second as of right now they are the leader uh, in the central obviously that could change Nashville uh, has 94 points as well Winnipeg has a game in hand on Nashville as we record so we're just going to assume for right now that Winnipeg is second San Jose would be third um, because they have one more point than Nashville and Nashville would be fourth all right so what let's see so my choice is for Calgary would be St. Louis, Vegas, Dallas, or Colorado. Hmm. Huh. I think if I am Calgary, I pick Dallas. Because I I think that Colorado okay. has a better chance of getting hot in the playoffs than Dallas does. Um yeah, so I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go Calgary would we'll pick Dallas and then Winnipeg out of the remaining teams would, I'm going to say, take Colorado. So San Jose has to pick. So San Jose has to pick basically for themselves and for Nashville. So they could either pick um, St. Louis or they could pick Vegas. And the Vegas matchup is the one that that, that they have right now. Um, that's a tough one because St. Louis is obviously on a, on a huge role right now yeah, huge huge uh, winning st- uh well I mean technically they actually lost their last game but uh the last segment of games for them has been very productive in terms of gaining points in the standings. I'm going to still say San Jose picks Vegas um because I think they might be afraid of that St. Louis potential streak uh streakiness entering the playoffs, getting hot at the right time. So that would mean Nashville would play St. Louis in the first round and then you would have assuming the seeds held you would have calgary versus nashville and you would have winnipeg versus san jose in the second round and again you could get a winnipeg nashville western conference final which is when that matchup should happen i think so i think that would be that would be pretty interesting i think that that would be a step up from what they're doing this year um maybe it's not perfect but i do think that that would be a pretty interesting uh Pretty interesting wrinkle. They could do a pretty interesting uh, change to the format.
2: Yeah, if the end of, if at the end of the day the 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 tweak to the playoff formats is supposed to yield that the later rounds are far more uh, attractive to to watch, I, I'm I'm absolutely all for it. I, I, I think that there's there's been this like reverse stacking of like wow those like this first round of stuff and then like. You know, the semi and and conference finals are just kind of these like really random just like formalities just to get to a cup final that we may or may not necessarily want to be excited about. So like if it if it was actually able to be a ramp up, just a general, you know, arc upwards towards, um, you know, hey, the, the 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 better matchups could actually happen right around when the cup is being played. Then I think that just rewards everybody more. So. I don't know if this is the system that I want to have be the the spectacle to fix the problems that the uh, playoffs are currently suffering from. But maybe I do want it under the stipulation that I get to choose the on-air spectacle of how these picks are made. Because I think that's – because, Pete, I think we're all just chasing for uh, a moment that uh, beautiful um, – look on Alexander Ovechkin's face when he was smiling and Phil Kissel got picked last. So, so those are my thoughts on this system. I don't know what yours are, but go ahead. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, I think as you were talking, I think I did come up with a good way to have this happen. And I think it would be that basically once the, once the final game is played, that because because you know th- that would be the big thing is because once the final game is played usually there's not that much time between that and the start of the first round so you'd have to basically do this almost immediately um you know i, I well, uh, yeah because i mean like you would have to wait until you knew the exact order the teams would be in and that could that could not happen until the the last game of the regular season in some cases so I think that um they would have a you know the day after the season is over they would have some type of like a 30 minute show or whatever although my idea would not fill 30 minutes but the NHL has no problem doing that um you know making things take much longer than they should be so I think what they're going to do is I think or I think what they should do is they should have captains or at least a representative from all the other teams from all the teams that could possibly be picked and the representative from the top team. So say, for example, um, it could be somebody from uh, from Tampa Bay, maybe uh, m- maybe like a team pick celebrity that represents Tampa Bay or something like that, uh, although the, the NHL would probably never do that. They go with the most boring person possible. But yes, they would. yes they let's would. just they, go. They, let's just go actually like. obligated to go with the most yeah. boring person. Let's just let, 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 let's just dare to dream. And so. <laughs> What they would do is the the method by which they would announce their selection is that they would go over and whisper in Gritty's ear. And then Gritty would go tackle the other team's representative. And that would be how you would know who was going to play who.
2: Done. Yeah. Done.
1: I I think that would be fine.
2: Sign, sealed, delivered. Done. (laughs) Uh,
1: Speaking of done, we are done with another episode. Yes, we are. If you want to follow us on social media, here's how to do that. You can follow me on Twitter at PFlynnHockey. You can follow Jay at the Roar underscore 24. You can follow our podcast at ForSurePod, F-E-R-S-U-R-E-P-O-D. And you can follow us on Facebook if you go to Facebook.com slash ForSurePod, same spelling as the other one. If you want to get merchandise, if you want to get T-shirts, uh, for example, the 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 for sure T-shirt that Scott Cullen is wearing in the picture that we use for the mailbag episode, you can get that at tinyurlcom shirt, F-E-R-S-H-I-R-T. So, thank you so much for listening, and we'll be back in two more weeks. Uh,
2: uh, Copy that. We'll see you all, kids, out there.
1: For sure. For sure, 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 for sure,